Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Good morning. I'm um, uh, Dr. Gareth Bryant. I'm the Chief Executive of Wessex Local Medical Committees, and I'm here today with Dr. Tommy Perkins from uh, Medics Money. So, Tommy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having us on today. Uh, so as you said, my name is Dr. Tommy Perkins and I'm a GP partner just down the road from you actually in Bognor, just south of Chichester. Uh, but as well as doing that, I'm also one half of Medics Money and the other half of Medics Money is my colleague, Dr. Ed Cantello, who's also a GP. Um, thanks to Boris's surprise announcement on Sunday, Ed is actually on call today uh, whilst the rest of his team uh, start boosting. So apologies. But Ed has a unique skill set. He's not just a GP, but he's also a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor. And we started Medics Money to empower doctors to make better financial decisions. And what that means is that we noticed that doctors didn't receive any financial education uh, or little financial education, and as a result, could struggle with their finances. So we set up Medics Money and we educate doctors using our podcast, our free webinars, our free guides on our website, which help you from the very basics, like sorting out your tax code, right up to complicated things like uh, the 1920 annual allowance compensation scheme, which the deadline is approaching for. And we also run a new to GP partnership course, yeah, sounds like you've got a lot, uh, a lot on. I've listened to a few of the podcasts, and they're they're uh, uh, amazingly detailed and got great content. But was there anything that particularly got you into this, Tommy? Yeah, I think um, like the medics money story probably started fourteen years ago when I left med school because I came from working class background and I graduated with a tremendous amount of debt. And I didn't receive any financial education when I was at med school. And then I got my first paycheck and I looked at how much debt I had and there was a pretty big mismatch and I realized that I had a big problem. And so from there, I just sort of triggered a 14 year journey of just learning how to improve my own finances really. And I got pretty good at it and people started asking me for help. So I think I claimed a tax rebate on my um, exams and got like a thousand pounds back. Uh, Cause as you know, GP exams, super expensive. and everyone was like oh how can you help me so I started helping loads of people and it kind of got out of control but I always wanted to be a doctor I never planned to do something like medics money so I tried to shut medics money down but it just wouldn't shut down and then when I met Ed obviously his unique skill set as an accountant and a tax advisor and a GP and he'd been doing exactly the same as I had helping out his friends and we were like well you know we should help more and more people and obviously we couldn't help everyone individually so that's how we started medics money and we help people to help themselves where they can and if they can't help themselves then we also have um, a network of the best medical specialist accountants and financial advisors in the business and uh, most of those you will have heard on our podcast and yeah we do go quite in detail on the podcast I mean we do do more simpler episodes as well uh, something for everyone I hope Absolutely. So how, how do people find the podcast? Presumably you just put it in Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're using and you get up with it straight away. Yeah, um, it ranks quite highly on Google um, and we got 20,000 downloads last month, which is feels really weird. Um, a weird thing happened to me. A GP locum came to help us out at our surgery and uh, I did the usual, um, you know, helping them settle in, make sure they knew where the coffee machine was and all the fundamental things like that. And then they recognized me from the Medics Money podcast, which felt really weird. But then they told me how we'd helped them sell out their pension with PCSE. Maybe let's not talk about that today because both of our blood pressures will rise if we talk about PCSE. 
<laughs> and uh, it just felt amazing, really. So we just find it really, really rewarding to help our colleagues out in this way. And then I think the GP partnership course for new GP partners was a natural extension of that because I have started off as salaried, then went locuming, then became a partner. And my transition to partner was just smoothed out so, so much by hanging out with people like Ed and the other financial experts on Medics Money. Because we don't get taught a lot about the finances of, of, of running a, what is a medium-sized business, you know, a GP practice. Um, but obviously, I was hanging out with the experts. And so that really helped me. And so we just wanted to replicate that experience as close as possible. So our first course started in October. We planned to have 20 people on it. It sold out in three weeks. So we actually have 52 people now on a year-long course. And it's going amazingly well. And we were overwhelmed with the demand. So... We have another course starting in February 2022, and hopefully by the time this podcast goes out, it won't be sold out. But it's uh, it's pretty really really popular. Mm. I mean, it, that sort of mirrors our my, our my experience as well. And um, I was very fortunate that when I was doing my GP training many years ago, I had a trainer who who ran the business. And after three months of my trainee, uh, he he said to me, "Well." You know, I'm happy with your medicine now. I'm going to teach you how to run a practice, and that was the best best thing that ever happened to me, really, because it set set me off on my particular journey around discovering the, the whole business side of running a practice, which I'd never really had any experience of, and I, I you know, and I, and I really enjoyed it. So, we ran a preparing for partnership course about three or four years ago, because in doing the in doing the uh, VTS scheme LMC in days we were I just became apparent to me that um, the current set of GP registrars are just not being taught those skills um, and I think the the preparing for partnership um, course was very successful that we ran was very successful and it's now of course now being taken up nationally with the with the partnership training offer which you're doing we're doing and various other people are doing so there's plenty of plenty of resources out there for people to look to learn these skills um, one question that I wanted to ask you today is, is how do you relate to industry, to the industry of financial advice? Because it's a, it's a confusing world and, you know, there are, there are hawks and doves out there without a doubt. And um, medics get lots of advice from lots of different places. And there are various companies that, that pretend to be medical specialists. I'm not always convinced they are. Um, so how do you, how does medics money relate to the industry? Yeah, great question. And the two core reasons that we started medics money was one to educate our colleagues and help them to help themselves. But two, um, for the exact reason that you just mentioned, there's so many people claiming to be medical specialists. Um, but when you dig in a bit deeper, they're not at all. And their marketing is excellent and targeted towards doctors. So specifically on financial advisors, we passionately believe in the benefit of independent, not restricted financial advice. And that's a key distinction to understand. And some of the biggest people targeting doctors are restrictive financial advisors, but they don't make that clear to you, of course, because, you know, independent financial advice is the gold standard. So, you know, I think this is getting to the heart of what Medics Money does, because with Ed's unique skill set, it means that we, you know, you, you, we as doctors, we can tell other excellent doctors because we are doctors. Ed is an accountant. And so it's kind of easier for him to tell other, other excellent accountants. Um, so we have a really strict due diligence process, which is clearly outlined on our website. 
And one of our um, financial advisors is a chartered financial planner. Uh, so the highest qualification that you can have. And he said that the interview, so we interview everyone uh, who joins because it's like a personal recommendation. And he said that the interview with me and Ed to join Medics Money was worse than any professional exam that he'd done. Yeah. And I think if you listen to our podcasts, we get in pretty deep on the, the technicalities, but I think you're, you're right. You know, there are hawks and doves out there and we, as I say, interview everybody. Um, we only accept independent financial advisors, which instantly rules out, shall we say, the market leader in inverted commas. Um, and I think as well, you know, we've got several unique features on our website. So um, people leave reviews for the financial advisors and the great thing, the, the worst thing about fun, uh, about reviews online is that fake reviews, right? Um, because anyone can leave one. But to leave a review on Medics Money, you need to have a GMC number. And that is matched using our software. So I'm not saying we're never going to get a fake review because it can happen. But it, you need a GMC number and it needs to line up with the, the data on the GMC website to leave a review. So yeah, um, we, we basically addressed that issue with Medics Money. And it's been going incredibly well. We've matched over 4,000 uh, doctors to a new independent financial advisor or specialist medical accountant now. And um, I think there's a real need for what we are doing for the reasons that you outlined. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's really, really important that people do get some form of independent advice. Um, I mean, I, I've certainly had some experiences with some of the market leaders where, you know, I feel I've been attempted to be missold things over the years and it's uh it's worrying that you you know you you see medical in their title and you think that they're on your side and they're not necessarily on your side yeah i think there's a lot of salespeople that are masquerading as financial advisors and then there's actual financial advisors a good financial advisor used at the right time when you actually need the advice can you know massively enhance your personal finances uh, but the wrong financial advice at the wrong time uh, you know as you've alluded to it's uh, it's it's tricky um so yep that's what we do to guard against that and it's really one of the key reasons and you know this was born out of my own personal experience because i said that you know medical school didn't teach me anything about money but what did happen is that at the end of the year a salesperson masquerading as a financial advisor came to try and sell us a load of uh, protection policies which arguably did did a, a medical student with no um no siblings and uh, no dependents need a million pounds of life insurance uh, no i did not uh, but someone tried to sell it to me and, and I was just shocked when that happened to me because I was I was just really naive and my brother is an independent financial advisor not on medics money but uh, he doesn't meet the criteria which is gonna hurt him no because he's not a specialist in doctors so why would he be on there but uh, yeah he gave me the lowdown about independent and restricted after that and I was just shocked uh, and I was a bit disappointed in my med school as well because you know you know that if you go to lecture at a medical school uh, your credentials are thoroughly checked let yeah they let any kind of salesperson masquerading as a financial advisor in to lecture their uh, students about finances which yeah that's really disappointing isn't it really disappointing yeah definitely so one of the things that um we need to we need to talk about is fees and how and how medics money um re uh, get, generates its income and how it relates to the to the industry in terms of fee structures yeah definitely so I think transparency is something that we've been huge on for Medics Money from day one because there is not a lot of transparency out there. And on our website from day one in the FAQs, it clearly explains how Medics Money is funded. So it's pretty straightforward, really. Um, 
if an advisor wants to join Medics Money and they pass our due diligence checks, which is a vast minority of advisors that do pass those checks, then they pay us a subscription fee uh, to join Medics Money. Um, and then they pay us a one-off fee if uh, a doctor uses them. And I think the key thing here is that our fees are really low and our fees are one-off because other people that are recommending financial services to doctors typically use a percentage ongoing fee. And that means that the, the, the fee that that organization, shall we say, uh, takes, is that cost is borne by the doctor because that fee comes out of the financial advisor's back pocket every single year. With Medics Money, our fees are really low and non-recurring. So they're just a one-off fee. And, and as a result, the costs are not passed on to our colleagues, the doctors. So I think that's a really key distinction. And if, if anyone makes a recommendation of a financial advisor to you, you need to know a few things. You need to know what do they know, okay? And I've covered what we know and how we choose our advisors. Uh, but you also need to know what's in it for them because they're not always transparent about that. So yeah, we're super transparent about how we make money. And then other things that we do, um, obviously, you know, running the courses and sometimes we use affiliate links, which is like a link from Amazon. If we read, So recently we did a podcast on books. So we do that and we always flag it up that this is an affiliate link. Uh, and I think there's analogies with consenting our patients. You know, if we are going to do a procedure on our patients, we consent them. We tell them everything that they need to know, the pros, the cons, and other options that are available. And we just followed that analogy with Medics Money. So if we don't think you need an accountant, we're going to help you do it yourself. You do not, if you're a junior doctor listening to this and you, you want to reclaim your tax rebates, you do not need an accountant to do that. You just need to go to Medics Money download our free guide and it'll walk you through it. You do not need an accountant to fix your tax code. You go to Medics Money, check out our tax code blog, and it takes you through Ed's expertise, step-by-step step how to do it. Now, if you're a GP and you're not sure if you've got a pensions problem or your, your tax is an MS, do you need an accountant then? Yeah, probably you do, unless you're uh, Dr. Acantello. Uh, and you know, I have an accountant, I have a financial advisor. Um, so yeah, I think there's analogies with consent. And so We've always been super transparent about that and will always continue to do so. Yeah, that's really helpful. I think it's a really key point. Um, this morning, they announced November's CPI, which is over 5%. So if you sneak into some arranged financial arrangement where your advisor is taking 3 or 4% in fees, you've actually got to generate a, uh, an income of 9% or so to for your money to actually increase in real terms. And actually, you know, that's a pretty high percentage in the market at the moment. So, you know, it's tough times. And, and if you're not careful, you can end up giving most of any gains to your advisor rather than keeping them for yourself. So top tip from Tommy there, I think. So Tommy, I've got one more question for you and then I'll let you go. So um, what frustrates you most about medics and money? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, as medics, we are quite smart people, but we are prone to making erroneous financial decisions. And that's because no one's taught us about it. And if you can, you know, educate yourself about some of the things that we talked about today and know when to seek advice at the right point, then you are going to put yourself in a very strong financial position. But if you don't do that and you do nothing, 
you know, the default position of doing nothing is going to result in you paying too much tax, you know, maybe not having the right insurances in place, maybe getting stung by a pensions tax charge, maybe missing out on the 1920 annual allowance compensation scheme, which the deadline's coming up and we've been banging on about for ages on medics money because we think there's lots of doctors missing out. Um, so I think, you know, you can do this. You can educate yourself using resources on medics money and listening to our podcast. And if you do do that, I think you'll be in a great position going forward. Yeah, that's that, I'm sure that's right. I mean, it's OK to talk about money. You know, as Brits, we kind of find it all a bit uncomfortable and a bit, you know, that almost a bit sort of grubby. But actually, it's not. It's really, really important. And it's OK to talk about money and it's OK to, to, to get advice and don't jump at the first thing. Make sure you get plenty of advice. Great. Tommy, thank you very much for your time today. It's been really interesting. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously used to listening to podcasts. I can thoroughly recommend the Medics Money podcast. Um, I've listened to quite a few now and uh, they're very interesting. Sometimes they're very detailed. As Tommy said, sometimes they're not. Um, I thought the the one about the books was very interesting. I listened to that the other day. So um, yeah, Tommy, keep going with what you're doing and providing advice for our colleagues. And thanks for your time today. No, more than, more than welcome. And my apologies for Ed not being here again, but um, boosting has uh, overtaken our lives right now. And I think it will do for the next few weeks at least. Thanks, Tommy. Bye now. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.